Welcome to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast with C.J. Mahaney. This podcast is devoted to helping ordinary pastors with the extraordinary privilege of serving God's people in their local church. And now, here is C.J. with your host, Mickey Connolly. Uh, Hey, this is Mickey again, and we're back with the Ordinary Pastor Podcast. And once again, I have Jeff and C.J. with me, and we're continuing our discussion of preaching. So guys... Thanks for being here again, and mm-hmm. thanks, for thanks for doing this podcast on a regular basis. You thanks are serving our pastors. Our joy. Do, do we have confirmation, Mickey, that anyone is listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we we get emails that okay, tell us they are, so I'm assuming. <laughs> excellent. And they're actually benefiting from it. Excellent. So that uh, is grace. Good we're, to know. We're not um, happy to serve. Pastors. We're not in the top 100 in oh, the Apple Podcasts yet. No, yet. we haven't broken through no. yet. But okay. um, um, any day. Yeah. Let's be encouraging relatives to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If somebody listens multiple times, just listen to it yourself. That's, that's what you should do. Excellent. Yeah, that's a good you idea. Gotta work. Keep it on a on loop. A strategy. <laughs> yes. Get it on a permanent loop while you're sleeping. Put it in another room or something. That's a good idea. All right, guys. That's not the kind of wisdom you get on most podcasts, but you get it here. All right. Um, so we we, went, we, we started, uh, well, we finished last time talking about uh, preparation and I, I want to do some more work on that, uh, specifically talking about uh, introductions and illustrations and application and quotes. So let's start with introductions. It seems like a good place to start. Nice to <laughs> um, wh- why are introductions important? What, what are we trying to accomplish with an introduction to a message? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I, and I think yep. many ask it because it can seem, when you think about an introduction or the idea of an introduction, it can seem artificial. So you should always think, yeah. I think we should always yeah. think about introductions in terms of function. What mm, okay. are they yep. trying to get done? Um, they're not, you know, some artificial showy, showy beginning to a sermon. Mm. Uh, in, introductions address people. Um, they, introductions well demonstrate that the word, the, 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 what you're about to preach, is not just information that you're downloading, but it addresses life. And this sermon that you're about to preach, it exposes, you're not just transferring data to people, you're, uh, you're expositing God's word to mm-hmm. us, uh, to the people. The, that word is addressing us. And, and so I think fundamentally the introduction demonstrates or, or suggests uh, the intersection between the text I'm preaching and the life of the listener. Uh, Lloyd-Jones uh, had, had a great way of thinking about this. He tied it to his medical training. In talking about his introductions, uh, he, he said, you know, I started with a man who wanted to listen, the patient. It's a, it was a medical approach, he said. And uh, here's a patient, here's a person in trouble, uh, he's ignorant, he's been to quacks, and so I deal with all of that in the introduction. He said, I wanted to get the listener and then come to my introduction. And I think that's a, that's a good description of introductions. We're getting the listener. That's good. We, we're showing them this has to do with you. And so it, it really, it's, it's the foundation of the application of the sermon. So often we think about, we'll talk about application, I imagine, mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. But so often we think of that as something that comes out of, at the end. Something I, I try to stress to the guys in homiletics, application begins the moment you open your mouth. From the outset, you're applying. From the outset, you're seeking to engage people's lives. From the outset, you're showing the relevance of the text to their lives. So a good introduction mm-hmm. it begins the process of application by beginning to show well the relevance of the text to our lives. Um, 
so so that's that's I think one of the the first things I'd say. Um, would would you add anything to that? I'd just say I think it'd be wise for pastors not to assume those they are addressing are interested in the sermon. Yeah. And I think too often pastors do that. Um, you want to the introduction should create a relationship between, as you said, the text and the listener. A relationship, I think, between the pastor and the listener, uh, and it should create an interest in those listening, in what the pastor is about to say in relation to the text. So uh, we want to avoid the assumption that uh, if I just review last week's message, (laughs) that that in some way serves people. Uh, I don't think it does. I think it presumes upon their interest. Uh, So I I want, I believe our congregations are interested in hearing what we have to say, Mm -hmm. but I try to think of, okay, there's a a 13-year-old out there uh, who 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 isn't interested? There is somebody new who doesn't know me. Um, what can I say at the outset uh, that creates an interest in this mm. text and in this sermon? Mm, that's good. Yeah. So it, if I could sum up those those two things. Um, the the introduction is a function of two things. What I was addressing, it's a function of the nature of Scripture. The nature of Scripture is it is God's Word to us. It is addressing our lives. It's placing a claim on our lives. And so the introduction is a function of that. It, it helps make that transparent. The other thing, what CJ was addressing, the introduction is also a function of the nature of oral communication. And we've been engaging, think about in your prep, uh, you're, you're engaging mm-hmm. your sermon in written form. I mean, you have read, you have studied, mm-hmm. you have written, you have typed. That that you have engaged your sermon completely yep. visually. You are interested. Yes, yes. and <laughs> and you've engaged it. You've engaged yes. it visually only. Yeah. Our people are not engaging it yep. visually. They're engaging it orally or orally. Mm-hmm. more technically, uh, they're not reading, they're hearing. And so our sermons need to honor that and serve mm-hmm. that. And, um, and, and it, it's really a way to honor, as CJ was yeah. saying, it's really a way to honor people. Yeah, uh, it, it helps us yeah. pastor people. Mm-hmm. They, they are, they're, they're not waiting with bated breath. Mm-hmm. What is he going to say mm-hmm. this week? They're, mm-hmm. they're, you know, sometimes they're just happy to be in their seat. You know, they're happy to have gotten their child to, to children's mm-hmm. ministry. They're happy to have, you know, found both shoes of their kids, and they're sitting down, maybe they're exhausted. And so when you take time yes. to honor that, when you I take time to yes. engage yes. them, yeah. you're, you're, really, you're really honoring them. And then yes. when you do it well, yes. it, you're really serving the word by kind of opening a wedge, yes. a, a wedge of people's lives, a wedge into people's minds that the exposition that's about to follow can then, can then enter. And, and I think it, it does make a statement that the the preaching is is an event. So it 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 informs them that you've taken great care to prepare this introduction, uh, and it and it, it creates expectation then for the message. Particularly if you vary the introduction, that's very different than just saying. Last week in Titus two, you know, we saw, especially just, if we say it in that voice. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Well, I and, I have done that. I have done that, and I have heard many a pastor do that. And I, I don't think that's the kind of 
culture you want to create for the preaching event yeah. personally. Yeah. And the introduction, Jeff, comment on this. Uh, it, it requires work. In other words, I, I want I want my introductions uh, to to vary. I want there to be a, a creativity to the introductions so that they don't become predictable. Uh, introductions require much work. And for me, I actually want to craft them uh, at the outset of my kind of formalizing my final phase of preparation. So what counsel would you have for us? In yeah, let me, let me also jump in on, okay. on that point. Like I think most guys think an introduction has to be a story. So you tell a story, you read an article, you... What what are some other ways that we can think through, other yep. and other than review, um, ask yeah. a question, tell a story? What what are some of the ways, different ways to introduce? Yeah, well, I think the question itself yeah. makes the point. There there yep. are different ways yep. to do it. Something before I address that, I just want to say something that uh, piggyback onto what CJ is saying. I, I I do think it's helpful to think of that sermon as a discrete moment in your worship. Mm -hmm. um, so when you say last week, it's, it's almost, you know, that might, that might work if you've just done a lecture, you've taken a coffee break, and 10 minutes later you come back for the next thing. But it doesn't help when you've preached a week ago and life has just gone forward and people don't remember what you preached. And it, you're not just continuing the next page of a Bible study. You're, yeah, you're, you're delivering well yep. a, a a sermon, a, a word from the Lord based on a text. So um, I, I think it's helpful to think of that as discreet. And yes. and I would also, yes. you don't want to be another thought, because yeah. I, I think this can be the tendency, especially in smaller churches, which you know most of our churches yep. are, yep. you don't want that moment to, you, you, you want to honor that moment. And you don't want, you don't want to sort of f flow into that moment, yeah. or you, you don't want that moment to be interrupted by you, you shouldn't be making jokes with a guy on the second yeah. row. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be informal. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. but you know, yeah. before yeah. we turn our text, yeah. You, well, right. wasn't, that, wasn't that a great game the other day? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you Eagles fans. You know, I know you were disappointed, or you know, something like that. You're not sort of kind of laughing your way into your sermon. You, you want this. You're approaching God's word. Yes, excellent. And so, yes. and God's word. I mean, it, and we, our pastors know this, but think theologically. God's word partakes of His attributes. Where God's word mm -hmm. is, He is. And so, when we're coming to God's word, we're coming to Him. Mm -hmm. There's no difference. We yes. are coming to Him. Yes, and so, yes. I think honoring mm -hmm. that serves people. And and I think it elevates the significance yes. of the sermon. Well said. They're not just exactly. thinking, oh, my sermon, right. my pastor's going to share some things with right. me. No, they're they're preaching God's word. So I just think what yeah. CJ was saying yeah. was was important. Back to what were you asking? Oh, different kinds. Yeah, different yeah. kinds. Like yeah. how do you like? Here, here would be an example. You're still in Ruth, doing yes, Ruth. yes. Um, and it's it's an extended story, and so somebody jumps into the middle. Right. Where where's the place for review? Does that come in your first point? So yeah, how do you how do you think through? in various situations like that, how to yeah, intro. Good, good question. Well, I mean, this past Sunday, I did do a review of the previous chapter, but I, I tried to present it uh, creatively that the author has left us in suspense at the end of chapter three. So I, I'm hoping that's more effective than just saying, we as we came to the end of <laughs> Yeah, use that, <laughs> so, use that review yes, voice again. And, <laughs> But what that was, though... What was it? I mean, no, that's exactly right. It was, it was creative, it was compelling, 
But it, it, it's not like he had to come up with that. That's, That's right. what yes. the story That's does. Right. Yes. That's right. right. So, exactly. so all he yes. did, yep. I mean, it was wonderfully yeah. done, but no. in a sense, all he did was do what the text did. Yes. The text is a story. It's a dramatic story. Yep. He surfaced brought to our attention right. the drama that's already there. That's right. So you don't have to invent it. You don't have to right. be clever. No, he's a master storyteller. Yes. That's right. How can I bring that to people's yeah. attention? So you were, he, he brought he brought those those dimensions of the story to our attention and thus allowed it to function. And I thought that was very That's great. So that's different helpful. than last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, okay, so, that's a great point. So back to your, you, yeah, you so said stories. Ways, I, and I think stories, that's obviously fine. Stories... Mm-hmm. Can engage the yes. listener's attention. They can well. They can surface a dimension of life yes. or an existential situation into which the text can speak. I think that's great. But like you say, it doesn't have to be a story. It can be an idea yeah. that you suggest. It can be a question. question. It can be a question. Yes. Yeah. It can be a common experience people have. Yeah. It can be a cultural phenomenon that that people yeah. can relate to that yeah. then moves the idea of the text. Yeah. Well, one thing I. And let me just say something before we continue. You want it to be all of those so that each week it's not predictable. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's, that's, what, right. that's what I'm saying. It takes a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. Continue. Well, I was going to say, so those are some examples. But one, I, I tend to think in terms of two main categories in, those? in terms of how introductions function. Uh, and this sort of emerged over time. Either Some are more conceptual and some are more existential. So when I, and what I mean by that, a conceptual introduction introduces an idea. So it engages people's thinking, their minds, their imagination. So perhaps you talk about an aspect of social media and, and what it reveals about ourselves. That, that's a more conceptual introduction. Uh, an existential introduction gets right at life. So maybe you recount a circumstance that's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. happened on your date night mm-hmm. or a circumstance that was terrifying for you. Or uh, and so people are invited into that experience of fear or something like that, or or disappointment or failure, you know, a story that recounts your sin that, that people can relate to. So for me, those are kind of helpful categories because yeah. earlier on, I think most of my introductions, especially coming out of seminary, were were conceptual. Um, I think over time, I'm not saying that was bad, but over time. The more I've pastored, the more they become existential. Mm-hmm. That's bring, probably my influence. On br- bringing people—I'm <laughs> sure it is—but uh, br- bringing people into an aspect. When I think of existential, I think of you. I really do. Exactly. Well, bringing people into an aspect of of, of life or the soul or a common experience that Scripture will address or illuminate. So I think those can be helpful. Di- ways to sort of diagnose what what this yeah, is that's getting very done. Helpful. So if you're introducing you know, a poem, you know, or, you know, a line from Shakespeare, and it's just very cerebral. And, you know, some pastors, I can think of some pastors, their, their, their introductions tend to be cerebral. That's fine, but I just think you have to work hard to make sure people get the point you're making and they care. Well uh, said. And a yes. lot of times yes. they don't care. It's like, well, that's nice, but I'm sitting here frustrated, or I'm sitting yeah. here uh-huh. uh wondering where the next paycheck is coming from, or I'm sitting here battling a diagnosis in my family of some disease or so forth. Yeah. So I think that what, it, however you get there, you've got to get to people's life because the text is going to address their life. And yeah. so uh, whatever kind of introduction you use, you want to make sure it gets there. And crafting an introduction just takes great skill. So it involves 
time and care so that it is succinct. Yes. Uh, was it H.B. Charles who said or wrote that the, that the introduction is, is, is the front porch yeah. and he doesn't want it to, to be the dimensions of the entire house? That's yeah, right. So it, and, and, and that's what you want. You want it to be an inviting front porch, uh, but you don't want it to take too long. You don't want it to in any way overwhelm the sermon. Uh, so it, 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 in, it involves... It involves uh, an undue amount of time, at least in my experience. I don't know if it does in yours, Jeff, in crafting to capture people's interests. Yeah, yeah. Would, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you say on this, probably the biggest mistake is just an introduction that's too long. It just goes on and on and on and then causes the sermon to be too long. And yeah, or it's confusing and people are trying to wonder what your point is. You can't, you can't leave them. They shouldn't have to work hard. I, th I think they should be, their curiosity should be piqued, um, but they shouldn't be having to work hard to want, well, which topic, where is he going with this, yeah. particularly it, if, it, if it takes too long, what Ex would you say? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I mean, like you mentioned, CJ, or Mickey, I think introductions can go wrong in a lot of different ways. Too long, too elaborate. You want to edit your introduction. You want to yep. make it yep. concise. Because if you don't, it can end up doing the very opposite of what you want it to do. You want it to engage people's attention, not lose their attention. Not discourage you. Not bore them. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, this guy, he's having fun yeah. up there. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. don't care anymore. Yeah. But to, to your point, CJ, what's, I think what's most important and what's um, most often lacking is... Is this is the connection between, and it's actually a cluster of connections. The connection between the introduction, and the text, yep. and the sermon's main idea. You were talking about work. That to me yep. is the most exacting part of sermon yep. prep for yep. me. I, I can sometimes feel like I, I don't have time. I'm, I'm spent hours yep. on this, and it yep. can sometimes take hours. Yep. So crafting those connections but but it's critical you have to think and work carefully to ensure that flow from the introduction mm -hmm. to your listeners mm -hmm. to the text mm -hmm. to the main idea mm -hmm. of the text you want that to be as seamless as yep. as natural as possible again yep. we're talking yep. think function mm -hmm. it's it's not about Excellent. having a funny Introduction. It's not about crafting yeah. a masterpiece of a sermon. You're, you're wanting God's word to address His people. You're, you're making room for the word. You're positioning yeah. people to hear the word. Yeah. So when creating that, anticipation for the word, the yes. introduction. Mm. So yeah. so when Excellent, that Jeff. that flow from the introduction mm. to people's mm. lives and how the text is meant to address people's lives, it, it, mm. it, it, you're you're getting. If if you don't make that clear, you're getting in the way of the text. You're mm -hmm. obscuring the mm -hmm. text and obscuring the text's in, intended effect. So that, so that cons, uh, very you know, intricately connected, natural, clear intro to text, to people's lives, to the main point, that to me is, is the key part of an introduction. Yeah, and so don't you think that, that can't be done hurriedly at the end of the process of preparation? Uh, now, you and I prepare similarly. Uh, we've talked about this, that yeah. for, for me, so explain why this is how you prepare. I just have to have that, so after I've done my background work and my study, I just, 
I personally have to start crafting that introduction and then, which can take more time than I, I would like, mm -hmm. but then that changes the rest of my formal preparation of the sermon. You know, I'm the same way. And, and I think that, I mean, and people do it different ways yes, and, and that's fine, yes, yes. but at least for me, it, it illustrates, and for you, it sounds like too, it illustrates the importance of that because you know, it's, it's similar to coming up with a proposition or your main idea, your big picture. If I don't know what that is, I have no idea what I'm preaching. Yeah. I may know a lot of facts about my text, but I don't know what I'm preaching. I don't know how this text is meant to address people's lives. But when I get that, I feel like, okay, now I'm running. And then when I get an introduction that yeah. leads to that, and it's just it, 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 it's crystal clear to someone oh, I see why this text matters and how it matters yep. and what it's going to say mm -hmm. and what it's going to address. When I've got all of that, then I feel like, I mean, I am yeah. dis, I feel disproportionately yes. uh, yeah, into say. my sermon. Yes. You know, I still yes. have a lot of work to do, but I, yes. I, I think the rest yes. of the work is a lot easier. But when I have that, yeah. I really feel, I because then I have it. clarity on what yeah. I'm doing yeah. and what the point of this yeah. message is and what it's yeah. trying to get done in people's yeah. lives. Yeah, crafting an intro and and preparing it—it's just an incredible relief. It's like exhilarating moment. Okay, <laughs> now now we can proceed with the rest of the prep. That's exactly um, right. Or so. when you decide on one, does yeah. this ever happen? Yes. To you? You, oh, of course. I have like three sermon, three yes. different introductions. Yes. Like, which is the best no. one? What's the best? Yeah. And then another one will suggest itself, and you know you're just wrestling. But yes, that moment when yeah. I've crafted that part. And I'm like, okay, yeah. point one, yeah. I feel, you know, I, I just yes. feel a great degree of freedom when that, when that moment comes. And what comes way too late in the process for and, me. And wouldn't you say, too, that, that one of the challenges related to introductions, I think it relates to, to illustrations as well, is we don't, we don't have the assistance that we have when we're studying the text. So I, I have all the smart guys who can help me with the text but they can't help me with the introduction. So I'm left to myself, uh, and that requires normally much more time, uh, preparation during the week when we get into illustrations, et cetera, and that certainly can inform this. Um, so that, that's gotta be, uh, I, I go into the prep each week just aware of that. This normally is not going to be quick and easy. Yes. This is going to be difficult, uh, prolonged, and it's going to take a disproportionate amount of time for me to do this. But it delivers big time if I get it right. That's exactly right. And if you put it into the category of, you know, you said the, the smart guys are helping you with the text. You know, you've got your commentaries that, that, that are helpful there. But if you think of this as not just, oh, I've got an introduction to do, but if you think of this as, okay, this is part of my role as a pastor. Mm -hmm. I that's, that's am right. thinking about where people are. Yep. I'm thinking about yep. what they're facing. I'm thinking about what this text is meant to do in their lives. Yep. In, in that sense, it sort of ennobles you because you're going, yes. it, it gives meaning to that exactly. labor because I, you're really, you're getting pastoral work done yep. when you're crafting that introduction. That's right. And so if that helps when you realize, okay, now I want to pastor my people. I want to care for them. I want to engage them. I want to be clear for them. I want to serve them. I want to open up space for God's word to speak to them. Then it, it it invests that 
preparation yep. with great pastoral significance. Yeah, I will, I will often just take a post-it note and then just write down five different people in the church, different ages, different seasons of life, some suffering, some prospering. It, it just helps with th- th- this prep, it's for them. Yeah. And does this serve them? <laughs> and that informs my preparation, helps me to have people, in effect, in front of me as I'm seeking to craft that introduction. Mm. Yep. Uh, oh, guys, um, first of all, that was a surprise. I wasn't anticipating we'd spend the whole one on the introduction, but that was rich, excellent. Thank you. So we'll just pick this up next time. And for you guys, thanks for listening.